It's time for NRL Supercoach Roundtable Discussion. We go a little bit deeper in our quest for victory. Now, here's your hosts, Holly G, Ryan MS, Peter Hansen, and Andrew Mulder-Mulder-Mulder. Yes, and here we are for another week of the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. But uh, everyone on deck today, Andrew's back. Uh, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Looking forward to uh, this weekend. Yeah, this weekend, of course. Origin uh, decider next week as well. Pete, how are you, mate? Good to have you here. Yeah, not too bad. Suffering a little bit after three losses in a row in the Dragons, but uh, I'm sure they can bounce back. Yeah, mate. It might be something that might become a topic of discussion on the show, the way they're, they're going, but maybe not not yet. Uh, <laughs> they're still safely we'll positioned. <laughs> and Ryan MS with us, of course, as always. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Uh, very well, very well. Of course, I am Paulie G. This is the Roundtable Podcast. Uh, you can find it at www.supercoachpros.com each and every week. We're going to go through uh, a few different topics here of discussion. Mainly, we're looking at, at, at keepers and cheapies, real cheapies, um, you know, going forward. You know, we'll also talk about injuries and, and team changes for this round and really just getting that nitty gritty. It's at that time of year now where you're starting to mould your side for your end of year run, the final few games before the Supercoach finals of course which hit in round 23 so it's not too far away but first you've got to get through um this week and it's andrew it's, it's probably the toughest week in supercoach isn't it round 17 we talked about it a lot earlier in the year about how this you know yeah, all the injuries hit the origin injuries hit players miss out and then other players have to take their place so they're missing out on on origin now plus the regular you know um, wear and tear, I guess, the grind of, of weekly rugby league, and it, we're really, really plumbing the depths at the moment. Yeah, mate, it's getting tricky, isn't it? I mean, if you've got the trades, I guess you've got to use them. I um, Personally, I, I want to win this week, so I've, I've used all four of my trades this week um, with guys that obviously I'm planning on keeping uh, for the rest of the season. Maybe one, one just downgrade uh, here and there, but uh, most of them upgrades. And re- really, at this time of year, what you're looking at doing is 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 when you bring in those guys, unless they're really somebody that at a good price you think can perform consistently for you, you know, the, the value makers, you know, they're a lot rarer. You've really got to see a significant change to want to bring them in um, because otherwise you're looking at those big names or, of course, those really cheap guys we're going to get to very, very shortly. Um Oh, Ryan, I guess strategy, you know, for round seventeen depends a little bit where you, where you are on your your, your super league ladder, your super coach ladder, I should say, um, because we're looking at you know if you're leading the comp now, you could probably afford to to drop round seventeen and just concentrate on eighteen, and then of course um, when everyone's back round nineteen onwards. But if you're in the middle of the pack at the moment, maybe you've come off a couple of wins, or maybe you've had a loss, and you need this game. Um, you might want to swing even all, up to all four trades. Yeah, look, if you're, if you're battling to try and make the finals per se, yeah, <laughs> burn them all. Um, it's really quite difficult. I mean, personally, um, I had to make a hell of a lot of changes just to get, um, you know, a, a number of players there. I think I have 13, maybe 12 players who are actually going to play. Mm. Um, and the rest of them are all on buys and or the, on origin duty, one of the two. And 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 before you know, you panic in that situation. And and this is why we would bring up, you know, this is even what's happening in our own leagues, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, is this is normal? 
most teams this, for this round are going to luck, lucky to hit 13. Forget about 16, 17. You'll be lucky if 13. So, Pete, we've talked about it earlier in the year about taking a look at your opponent, sizing them up. You don't have to make trades prior to the to the round starting. You know, it is risky because you can't undo it if, once you make them in mid-round. But you know, it's it's a it's a valid strategy, particularly in this round, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Check out your opponent. Don't go into some panic buys. Um, you know, think about. What you've got, you've got to try and think longer term, not just for this week. Um, you know, you might bring in a player and he might get, you know, you might strike a lucky. You might get a guy who, who comes and gets 80, 80 points for you or something. Like might do a bit of a man in the match performance, but realistically, I think you're better off hanging on to the players, uh, the good consistent players that you've got, rather than just going out and panic buying. I said, uh, I agree with what Brian in particular said about, you know, maybe just sort of letting this round go. There's only four games, and then we're really playing on our next week once we get back to normal. Yeah, and I mean, round 18 isn't that easy either, with four teams, of course, missing out. And if you've really um, surrounded yourself with players from South, you know, Tigers, um, maybe a couple of Cowboys in there because they've been so good, you know, Parramatta, um, they're all on by next week. So, you know, you, you might only avoid it for a week. But um, let's look at some of those keepers to own as we're doing each and every week on the run home to the to the Supercoach finals now. And um, we've tried to limit it. There's a lot of names sort of popping up, but we've tried to limit it to players that are playing this week just to keep it relevant. Obviously, guys like Cameron Smith, Corey Parker, you know, we're looking at bringing them in. If you did have a spare trade and the spare money, yeah, sure, you could bring him in this week. There's no harm in doing that if that's how you want to balance your lineup. But if it really is a matter of, oh, I need to really maximise who I bring in this week and I'm getting some output out of them, let's have a look at a, at a few names. And I'll start with the guy that we've mentioned before. Um, and I might go to you first, Ryan, because you and I are a bit of a point of difference. But the last couple of weeks, Andrew Fafida has been putting up those big numbers. Um, you yeah, know, a reasonable match-up against Manly this, this weekend. He's a high cost, but again, you're looking at that high high output. Um, is is he now a guy that you can say, yes, he'll, he'll really do well for me this week and I can play him the rest of the year? Well, I'm going to have to find a very high cliff to do a backflip off because I do now think <laughs> the feeder is... Um, Thanks, Dave. The feeder is a... Uh, yeah. Is a, is a Manly, mate. He's <laughs> a decent grab. Um, look, Manly struggled to contain... Um, South Sydney's props at least last week and so yeah, yeah. I, I have no um, no no reason to think that they won't struggle to contain, that they will contain, sorry, um, for feeder. So I think that there he's got a good match up there and then going on through the season I, uh, well, what's left of it, I should say um, I, I think that he's probably a, a good get. Yeah, and again, our predictor model, you know, really looking at him with positivity, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, and, and nothing's changed. And if anything, he's it's bearing out. And um, not having played Origin, Andrew, I mean, that's something you know we're going to discuss a bit more next week with guys like your, your Trent Merrins, your Matt Gillets, even a guy like David Clemmer playing really well at the moment. But that the toll Origin takes on on a on a player is you know, something we've got to discuss over the next couple of weeks. But for this week, we could say Fafita doesn't have to worry about that because he only played game one off the bench, not many minutes. Emotionally, physically, he's going to be strong heading all the way through. And Cronulla looked the goods at least to be in contention for the top eight pretty much to the end of the year. Well, mate, I think we're speaking off here about it, mate. Anyone who's within Gooey of the eight, they they're always yeah. If someone's in contention, they always seem to. Well, the team, anyways, is is performing, so they're performing. It yep. just just goes hand in hand, really. You, you see, 
people from uh, especially I always take it back to the Robbie Farrell last year as soon as the West Tigers were out he was like my best player last year mm. as soon as the West Tigers were out of contention he just dropped way off and and I think that's that, that's more of the norm uh, these days and that is something that we talked about a lot last week, of course, on the show, where we talked about which teams are sort of likely to drop off. And we've seen it with Newcastle. And the team that lost, you know, in the Penrith West Tigers game was the one that we suggested. And, and so those two teams, it's going to be really tough now. Parramatta got, you know, an upset victory. They stay in contention. Penrith, a big win. They stay in contention. And those players, therefore, so you can safely pick them up and play them at least for a few more weeks but it is something we want to discuss more and more as the rounds um, go on because teams will start to drop out um, a couple more Sharks players uh, we talked about the good matchup Jack Bird's got a great matchup this week Pete um, a lot of a lot of teams a lot of owners would have already brought him in but if you'd had him in or, or you earlier in the year and took him out or if you'd still you know weighing it up uh, potentially this is a week another guy you can you can bring in plays two positions and should be should be reasonably safe till the end of the year. Yeah, well, if you if you got him at the very beginning of the year, then um, then very very well done to you. But yeah, it's never too late. Um, and as you said, now this week would be a great one to, to get him. He's been in uh, terrific form all year um, and getting some big points. So now he he's a definite if you can get him in. As I said, not as cheap now as he was, of course, but um, still very very good value. Uh, seems pretty hardy sort of player too. No. No real injury concerns, touch wood. And as you said, Cronulla's still in the finals, a chance of the finals, largely uh, due to his good play this year. But um, no, you definitely get him in if you can. And Andrew, Luke Lewis is another guy, last few rounds, performing at a very high level. Again, you know, we talked about you know, not playing Origin, Cronulla, competitive team. If you've already owned these guys like Bird and Fafita, could Lewis be an even third option from Cronulla? Well... I guess the the him not playing Origin this year has really done his body pretty pretty well. In the past, you just wouldn't pick him because he, he didn't didn't play that that often for the Sharks. Um, and again, it, 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 not many people would have him, I don't think. So it'd be a good point of difference. Again, no buys, so you know he's going to be playing. Um, and Gallon might be injured again. You yeah. never know. So just <laughs> more minutes for back rows for the Sharks. Yeah, he's averaging over 73 in the last three rounds. That puts him 11th overall. Um, so when we're looking at that high upside, you know, 371,000 for a keeper, that's great value. Um, I guess, Ryan, there's, you know, there's a bit to like about Luke Lewis. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I think that if you need that kind of, um, or that position player, um, I think Luke Lewis is a definite, definite option. Um, the, the other interesting thing, of course, is playing second row and centre winger. So, I mean, just op- offers a lot of variety there and switching around for next week. He'll play next week, of course, barring some sort of injury or suspension. Um, uh, I guess another guy, Pete, uh, you know, I wanted to discuss is uh, another guy who should play again next week and, and continuing on is the Panthers winger, Josh Mansour, returning from injury um, there last week played really well. His side plays better when he's on the field. It's a bit like uh, Jason Nottingham from your team, St. George, you know, um, even though on the wing, um, yeah, he provides a lot of impact and, and, you know, really does lift his team. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, how <clears throat> we used to think the wingers were quite unimportant in the, uh, in, in the game, but now with the, with the wingers playing such a big part with the bring the ball back uh, from the from long kicks and so on, and, and with this um, propensity for teams to to kick to the corners. Um, Josh Mansour is is the 
is the new breed of winger really this quite tall um, winger who is very quick um, and good defensive player. Um, yeah, he's a, a great buy for you, and um, hopefully he's over his injury concerns now. Um, and will make a big difference to Penrith as well. But, uh, yeah, now if you can get him in, get him in. Yeah, and, and you know, very affordable, 338000 So that's the other thing about Mansoor. And centres and wingers, uh, Andrew, you know, that position can, can fluctuate, can it, can't it? I mean, you're looking at guys, it's, you're ne- never really going to settle on like your forwards where you can get those consistent outputs. You are going to get guys that are going to be up and down. So... Picking guys around that three to 400,000 mark and having a couple of guys that can come off your bench, depending on matchups, can be useful. Well, as long as you've got the, the keepers, you know, uh, padding out the, the rest of the score, you can you can afford to have people like the Semir Adrajas and, and Josh Mansours just to, every now and then they do a 119, you know. So <laughs> it's, it's good to have, have guys like that. And like Pete was saying, I, I totally agree. Josh Mansour, he... You're probably not going to get him much cheaper than you are now. No. He's a proven super coach performer with his, his returns. He always breaks the first tackle, so you're not going to get points that way. And Penrith are going to start getting their, or they're going to start getting their backline together, so he'll start scoring tries at some point. So, yeah, like I said before, get him in uh, if you got the money because he's not going to get much cheaper. Great value for this week too. Um, you're going to need those sort of players. Um also, George Burgess, I thought, Ryan, really coming back into his own against Manly last week. Uh, you know, I liked what, what we saw from him on Friday night. Is it, is it enough to say, OK, you know, all is forgiven because he hasn't been the best and he won't play, of course, round 18, but um, it, does he become a keeper or is it more, oh, look, if you've got him to cover buys, you're safe now to carry him through? Um, look, I think it's a little bit in, uh, sitting in between that area because if you've got him... Um, and you've obviously kept him through that bad period, then you're starting to reap some rewards now. Mm. It's starting to come good. If you don't have him, you, there's probably better options out there. They're sure they might be slightly more expensive, but um, you probably get a more consistent output from here on out still. Is it something, Pete, you know, I, I, I wonder, like, is he turned the corner? South's really now said, okay, you know, we just coasted through the first two-thirds of the season. Now we're going to play for real, defend our premiership, and we're going to see the real Georgia Burgess stand up? Gee, well, the Bunnies were very good um, last week against Manly. Sorry, Andrew. Um, I, thought, I thought, that, thought that was one of their better performances of the year. Uh, you would expect the, the Burgess brothers, well, they had the, the um, motivation, of course, of playing against the Club Luke last week. But, um, no, I think that, uh, you expect them to see that their scores increase uh, over the next few weeks. Um, of course, barring any injuries or, or changes to strategy, they're not playing a full 80 minutes by any stretch, but um, I think that uh, you could possibly see their, their scores definitely increase over the next few weeks. Uh, yeah, to be fair, mate, I think uh, uh, I'd just like to butt in here. Um, the Burgess boys against Manly, I think they're not tracking too well. The Manly forwards, it might be a bit of a false economy. I think maybe just hold off <laughs> and wait until <laughs> next week. Definitely if you own him. You can keep Sorry? him, I think. Definitely if you own him, to keep him. Oh, of course, keep him. But I, I just, again, I, against Manly's forwards uh, at the moment, I think anyone's going to, I think I could score 100 points <laughs> at the moment. So um, maybe I'm just being a bit of a self-loathing Manly fan. 
<laughs> well, we've got two against two. I think Pete and I are definitely pro George Burgess and Ryan and Andrew are definitely wait and see. Wait but, and see. Uh, Andrew, I did want to say it would be remiss of me if I didn't ask about Isaac Luke, of course, um, because he's another Souths player with them coming into some form that could be a useful um, hooking option. Again, yeah, mate, he's, he's coming back from injury. He's, his price is slowly rising. I think he got 42 last week and he's break-even to 61 and he's under hundred thousand, uh, sorry, under under three hundred thousand for a, for Isaac Luke. That's unbelievable for a gun hooker. Um, pick him up, mate. Pick him up now. Yeah, and that's something that we've talked about with hookers. You know, like trying to get those two um, top name hookers in. So I think you know we talked. We just briefly mentioned Cameron Smith at the start of the show, and that's definitely your number one target, and he's still affordable as well. But um, if you're targeting two and Isaac Luke's on your radar, that's an option for this week. It also gets you out of jail. We've got to go on to cheapies, and it's something we want to talk about in conjunction with keepers to aim, but it also doubles as our Twitter question for this week. Uh, Jono at Jono underscore Nelson 6 asks, best $113,800 trade-down targets at Supercoach Pros. So what we've done is we're just going to go through a lot of them, basically. Um, Starting the hooking position, uh, Danny Levi is probably the the number one pick there from um, Newcastle. Now, we just talked about hooking, uh, the hooking role, maybe looking at two guns. But if you are looking for someone uh, to bring in at that cheap price, well, Levi has played the two games there. Pete, he's going to get the price rise. You know, the Knights, we're unsure of anything's coming and going, but really you're throwing dart boards, throwing dart at the board a little bit, but um, you could do worse. I hope you're not throwing dartboards. You get someone hurt. <laughs> um, but certainly, Levi is like he played. I watched that game quite closely last week. It was a good game actually between Brisbane and Newcastle. I thought Brisbane, uh, sorry, Newcastle played quite well um, despite the scoreline with their injuries and so on. And he was he really changed the game when he came on. Um, he played extremely well. Uh, ran from dummy half very well. He's got a good pass on him. And um, yeah, I think you'd expect him to play a lot more first grade this year. Um, and maybe increase his minutes, and oh, I think he'd, he'd definitely be a good pickup for you. As you're saying, playing with the two two hookers in your squad, then uh, to have maybe your star and, and him on the on the bench uh, there somewhere, I think it'd be a, quite a good strategy. Ryan, what about Isaac DeGoyce? He's at 121, so you're probably saying, well, I only want 113, is what Jono's asked, but if Nathan Peets, even though he's supposed to be back in a few weeks, if he doesn't come back and DeGoyce does, there are, is some mail DeGoyce will play this Monday, by the way. Uh, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But, Ryan, is it worth spending that extra eight grand on DeGoyce and see what happens? I mean, he could end up playing, you know, 80 minutes. Uh, yeah, yes and no. Um, he could end up playing 80 minutes quite easily, but on the other side of the of that coin, um, Cody Nelson, mm. who replaced Pete's last week, played the full 80. Yep. Um, so... I, I think if you have a if you have a gun hooker who's not who's going to play each week, maybe Degois is a good guy to have in there just hanging about because um, he's not going to cost you to, uh, a hell of a lot. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. It's very touch and go. Um, I guess it's one of those things where you just got to keep an eye on uh, what's happening um, later on uh, towards the game time, and then that might give you an idea of. Uh, how the coach is thinking, what he's leaning towards. It, it's the Monday night game, so it's sort of it, 
boxes you in a little bit. But if you're not dependent on him playing this round anymore, just saying, oh, I just want to bring someone in to save some cash for other players, either this round, next round, the round after, it may be worth spending the extra eight. You might get something useful out of it. Let's look at front row forwards. Um, we mentioned Patrick Cavusi before the um, or last week's show. Nothing's really changed there. Not a lot of high upside out of Cavusi, especially once um, Scott and Tamau come back into the side for North Queensland. But, um, you know, for quick value there. Luke Bateman's a guy who's seen a bit of bench time for the Raiders um, that could be considered at that 113. Um, Andrew, what about Christian Welsh from Melbourne? I mean, he's a guy that, you know, the Storm, we've seen them sort of convert these front rowers from time to time. Felice Cafusi, uh, Nelson Asofa Solomona, they've, they've probably they've had a little mistakes in their game. Craig Bellamy might decide that, oh, you know, I want to go in a different direction and Welsh might see a little uptick. Well, seems like Melbourne guys are dropping like flies. I mean, not obviously the front rowers, but not you know yet. what Craig Bellamy's <laughs> like with, uh, with turning players around. He turns the, the average into great and... Mm. It wouldn't surprise me if, if those guys started seeing more, especially as the season goes on, a bit bit more fatigue going into. I mean, Jesse Bromwich can only go for so long. You know, he's a great player. He's got to be getting tired, the poor guy. Yeah, he's so, big minutes. Yeah, so he's, he, yeah, and I mean, McLean, he, he's a young kid, so he, he'll probably need a break. He's always probably not as battle-hardened as the, as the rest of them. So, Maybe down I, injured I, again. Um, yeah, for I, a little can bit. I can see um I can see these boys getting, getting a run. As the season wears on, what a couple, what about a couple of Saints boys there, Pete? Again, you're looking at slightly higher at 113, but they've both been named this week: George Rose and Rory O'Brien. Um, very affordable. Yeah, um, these guys were painted as the great saviors of the Dragons early this year, and but um, no one counted on the on the other forwards already there, um, playing a lot better than they have previously. Um, so these guys really haven't had a chance. Um, Rory O'Brien, I, I like the look of very early on in the season. Um, he played in a couple of the trials, including the uh, the Charity Shield, put in a good performance and played his part in a couple of the early round games. Um, is is a good player. I, I don't know how much um, first grade time he's going to get. Maybe with the Dragons faltering a bit in the last few weeks, he has a big chance of getting more time. Um, in regards to George Rose, oh, as cheap as he is... Um, like he's only getting, he was only getting 15, 20 minutes a game. When he gets on there, he can get points. Um, he's, you know, he can make some really good ground. Um, um, but yeah, he's only on there for about 20 minutes at a time. And and really, I don't, I don't think he's worth it, even at a low price, personally. Yeah, I mean, when you've got those other options there, like Welsh, Bateman, Kafusi, and O'Brien, I, I think you're probably looking in those those directions. I tend to agree with you. Let's look at second rowers. And, Andrew, a guy you like, uh, another Saints player, of course, Jake Marchetto, who's been there or thereabouts all year, but finally looked like he's going to get a start a starting lineup role. Yeah, I mean, obviously because of the origin, boys are, boys are out. Um, played nine games already this year. Um hasn't hasn't impressed too much. I mean, he, he's that price for a reason. He did start, he did go up a little bit, but he's he's, he's actually down lower than what he was. So I think because he's starting, he might actually score some more points and therefore put his price up just a little bit. But again, he's he's a good guy to have on your bench. To is actually playing. You know, you need someone on your bench that's actually doing something rather than not playing. So yeah, that's I like I like the look of him. And Ryan, I guess the strategy, looking at that upside, aren't you? Looking for guys, you know, preferably that could put up the big scores. Um, 
you don't want too many guys just soaking out. Like if you've got if you get a zero score and you don't want a guy like George Rose scoring twenty, but a guy like Marquetto, even though he's been a bit lower, we might see some more game time out of him now. A guy from Brisbane. Well, there's two. There's Aaron Whitchurch there at 122,000, but there's also Joe Boyce. Now, we don't know if we're going to see these guys again, but Wayne Bennett with a penchant for um, sort of bringing, you know, resting his stars and, you know, in the lead-in, they're, they're obviously leading the comp. It could happen. Um, Joe Boyce, you know, just to stick on your bench could, could be could end up hitting. Yeah, look, um, those kind of things, It's your, I guess it's your gamble, in inverted commas. Yeah. Mm. Um, on towards the end of the year when you know that, yeah, coming out of origin, um, coaches do tend to rest the players. I mean, we saw JT had the week off um, even in between um, origin two and three. Um, So it's that kind of thing where you've got to really, I don't know, I guess either, yeah, take the risk and just say, well, look, he's not going to cost me much. I'm going to chuck him on there. And if I come up, if he comes up with some points, then all good and well. If not, then, you know, so be it. Um, you just got to, have your have your plans in in order for that to happen. Yeah, and you know, obviously we talked about Sean Lane last week, the real, you know, home run hitter, but most of these players aren't going to hit you that sort of home run, get a hundred the next week that we talk about them. You know, that was a that was, you know, a fantastic result for everyone that, that picked him up. But but most of these guys you're really just trying to create room in your salary cap to pick up these big names that we talked about earlier in the show. And what we try to do with that is say, well, instead of just picking up any old name that's 113000 let's look into a little bit deeper and let's see if we find someone that could really work out for you later in the year. Let's look at the halves positions now, starting with halfback. Not so easy. The only Jackson Hastings is a possible option at the 113, and you'd be relying on Pierce or Maloney going down injured. Isaac John's an interesting one at 122000 because he had the big game, of course, the one game he played. But it looks like Soward and... Um, and also Wallace are back there. A guy who's costing a bit more, Pete, um, but he's been named coming back from a fractured cheekbone this week is Ray Thompson, 156,000. Not quite fitting in with that question, uh, John. Are you really want the 113,000? But in lieu of that, is it worth stretching out your budget at extra 30, 40 grand? Because you know he's, he could he could really rise in price and provide you with something this week. Yeah, well. The Cowboys are up against the Dragons. It's a bit of a, a toss-up game, that one, to be quite honest. Um, no Thurston, no Michael Morgan. Now, obviously, um, like Ray Thompson can score four tries and get man of the match and, and, and score over 100 points on... Uh, 100 points and, and still not probably not get into the first-grade team for the Cowboys uh, next time they play. So that, it's a little bit of a risk that you take. He's been a very consistent player over yeah. the years. Yeah, and, and the He's fact just... he plays hooker, he could end up... Mm-hmm. You know, sliding on the bench, but couldn't he? That's right, absolutely. And that's what I was about to say. He does have that um, the versatility of multiple positions. He's been around the Cowboys for a number of years. And, um, yeah, he's sort of been a bit of the forgotten man of the Cowboys just lately. So he may well be a very good pickup. I think I would stretch um, to 156 for him rather than 113 for Jackson Hastings, personally. All right, let's go somewhere in the middle. And this is a real... Uh throw at the dartboard, Ryan. Tim Moulton at 133. Is there any chance that the struggling West Tigers lineup, he get he gets a, a role in first grade before the year's out? Mate, if he hasn't had a crack now, he's not going to get a crack. He's been injured. To be fair, the yeah, last he month been, he's been out. He has out. been injured, but honestly, the Tigers' <laughs> halves have been really setting the world on fire, to be perfectly honest. And you'd think one of them 
might make way for someone more experienced. And if he was going to, then he was going to. I, I yeah, I don't think he's going to play. He's not going to cost you anything. He's yeah. certainly not going to play. But if he's not going to play, even you know, we say it's not going to cost him anything. But that twenty thousand could be used elsewhere. There's no point putting. You know, we just talked about going higher than we wanted for Ray Thompson. There's no point spending 133 on Tim Maltz and not to play. No, so. look, put it this way. If he played, then the Tigers are in a lot more trouble than they seem to be. All right, Andrew, let's move to 5'8". And another player, you know, another team that's in trouble in, in the halves more through injury. Um, are the Titans now, one of their fine players from the under-20s, Christian Hazard, is 113,000. If you, you know, you just got to throw someone into 5'8". Is that the obvious choice at 113? Well, I guess so. I mean, with with all their halves worries and all the other, I mean, James Roberts was playing halfback last week, so That's right. yeah, him and Ryan Hoffman in the Yeah, so I mean, they're they're in a bit of a bit of a Josh Hoffman, Josh Hoffman, yeah, yeah, bit of a sticky sticky place. So I mean, they've already blooded uh, Kane Elgy this year, and, and he's out injured, and Daniel Mortimer. I mean, as good as he tries to be, I don't think he can cut it. So. Yeah, he's probably a good good option for a cheap five eight mate. Yeah, and that that would be the thing that is, you know, he's still playing, and under twenties are playing well. You know, they had a good win over the Roosters in the last minute last week, and I mean, I don't know with the second tier the salary cap sits for Gold Coast. We've heard about Parramatta, but I, I would assume that of all all these sort of almost no names we've thrown up there, John Hazard's right up there. Now you may want to go large on all four of your halves. You may not want to have any of them as cheapies but if you have room for one to be 113,000 then he he you know he could do worse um centers and wingers there's quite a few in there Nathan Maloney's had a go for the Tigers um he's going to get another shot this Monday it seems um you know probably not going to get that big time score Heimel Hunt's an interesting one at 133,000 seeing he's played a couple of games to the storm now and with those injuries there probably get some more um, Peter, I wanted to ask you about um, your Kitty Glimmin. Now he's been named for St George on the wing there with the with the injuries. Dylan Farrell's now out for a month. Um, Josh Dugan out, obviously out with Origin. Um, Kitty Glimmin, you know this, he's somebody that um, 113,000. You get something out of him this very week, and and the Saints, you know, have shown that whether it be Edna Bully or you know. Um, you and Aitken. You and Aitken, Peter Matautia. Um, you know, these guys scoring super coach uh, points, scoring tries, getting out of the line. Maybe your Kitty Gleiman could do the same thing, Pete. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, and he's been in the system for a little while. He's uh, Arncliffe Scott's junior, so an actual St. George junior, um, which is nice to see. Um, he's only just come up to his 22nd birthday, but he's been playing, um, he's played quite a, this is actually his first grade to bird, but he's actually played quite a lot um, in the um, the New South Wales Cup for the um, for the Illawarra Cutters. Yeah. And I actually saw him in a couple of games last year, and he looked quite impressive. And, yeah, you know, they've, they've been talking about him. So uh, McGregor is not hesitating to, to give these young blokes a go. So, yeah, I think he could be quite a good pickup. If he, he, unlike Ray Thompson, as I mentioned before, does wouldn't matter how well he played, he could still find himself not in the team. If this guy comes in and does a bit of a Tom Trebojevic, who came in on the on the wing for Manly this year, uh, scored a couple of tries on Dubu, then uh, you could pick up a real bargain. Um, as you said, Farrell is out. Uh, Nabuli's form has been patchy, to say the least, and he's very lucky that, um, that Dugan is out um, at Origin duty this week. Otherwise, he, he wouldn't be in the team either, I don't think. 
Um, so I think yeah, Young Yao Kitty Glyman, I think the pronunciation is, it's very close, but um, if he yeah, plays well this week, I think he could be in first grade for quite some time. So, yeah, definitely a good opportunity for a cheap pickup. And considering round 17, you know, you're just trying to put some guys in that are going to play, I think that's the, the yeah. obvious one for you, Jono. Robert Jennings still there from Penrith. He's out injured at the moment, but at 113,000, he's got a low break even because he's played two games. You know, you've got to bring someone in now, hoping to hit on him later. That could be a good option too in that position. And um, Ryan, I just want to ask you about the Knights. You know, we talked about the fact that they're sort of all over the shop, probably their year's gone. What about Pat Mataudia? Is he somebody that um, you could bring in 113,000? Will, will he get a sudden shot up there? Well, you just don't know. I guess it depends on... They've had their, a fair whack of injuries, the Knights. Mm. Um, yeah, it's tough. I I wouldn't say... Yeah, I, I couldn't do it when I, when I know there's a guy there who, who, may, who may well play um, who's going to get the instant result, even if it's two points, versus a guy who may play later on. Yeah, um, and the you're same not, price. probably not going ahead of, ahead of Kijik Glyman, but if you've got a couple of centre wingers to trade out, then you start looking, or maybe even in a couple of weeks' time. Um, finally, the fullback, uh, Nathaniel Roach. Um, yeah, this was a very tough one, I've got to say, Jono, finding fullbacks at 113,000. Now, he plays hooker in um, uh, the Warriors' New South Wales Cup team, even though he's listed as a fullback. Um, so, with you know, they've already had a little eye out for the year with an injury. There is some sort of miracle play where Roach could end up playing for, for the Warriors, so in which case, if you've just had to stash him, you've got to be happy with that. And the Raiders have got Mitch Cronin now. Take a few injuries for the Raiders to, to go to Mitch Cronin. In fact, he suffered a pretty bad neck injury last week, so um, he probably, you know, he's been named this week, all cleared, but still there's that side of things. But um, again, it's slim pickings, and if you just have to fill your backup fullback with a guy that's 113,000, they're probably your two only options, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be counting on either of them to do more than just take up a bench spot and save you some cash. Uh, a lot a lot to have gone through there, you know, and, that, and but that's what we try to do on this show, you know, um, get a little bit more in depth and just try to give you that information. If one of those players hits for you, you know, you, you can thank us later on Twitter at SuperCoachPros. Of course, you should be following us on Twitter anyway because we tweet out before in each and every game, the late mail. And we also take your tweets like that one from Jono and talk about it in depth on the show. Um, we just got to quickly go through the team changes uh, for round 17 and, and late injuries. Looking at, you know, just the four games, we already talked about St. George, a whole, you know, whole heap of changes, injuries, etc. Uh, we're hearing Tyson Frizzell wasn't named. We are we are hearing that uh, he may end up playing, especially now Will Matthews has been ruled out with suspension. Um, it, it, you know, he's been suffering from back soreness over the past few weeks, but obviously, Andrew, it would be a big uh, inclusion, Tyson Frizzell, um, coming into a lot of Supercoach owners' teams over the past few weeks, so count it, relying on him essentially for this round. Oh, yeah. he's. I think he's the fifth most traded out player this week, so... There'll be a lot of reverse changes if that's the case. Well, hopefully, if you're listening to us, you have time to reverse the changes, and it's before Friday night, because obviously St. George don't play to Saturday night. But um, again, we talk about, you know, not in these split rounds or these state-of-origin rounds, um, trade mid Mid-round, if Frizzell's name, we'll we'll tweet it out now before kick-off. If Frizzell's not named, trade him then. Yep, that's right, mate. 
I'm hearing uh, Jamie Lyon might be lining up too for uh, for Manly on Sunday. So that's another maybe in. So good news for Manly. Not so good news again for Supercoach owners because Tom Trebovich will be the will to probably drop out. off. That's right. Yeah. And Pat Politoni is the guy that will come in for Cronulla, but. Um, you know, only going to play this one week, and he's not at the bargain basement price of 113000 because, of course, he played a bit last year, so it's not really an option supercoach-wise. Um, we mentioned Isaac de Goyce about the Tigers-Parramatta game. We do think that he's half a chance to come back this round, although most likely in two weeks' time because Parramatta have to buy next week. Um, and, you know, Penrith Souths, Adam Reynolds and Dylan Walker are both going to play. Uh, which is good news for their owners. But John Olive, uh, people were hoping that he might be named or a late replacement because people picked him up as a cheapie earlier during this state of origin period. Not named because Joel Reddy's been named instead. So uh, not a lot of luck there um, <laughs> for Supercoach owners. And finally, um, Ben Spina, apparently, was named as an extended bench. Uh, another guy many might have picked up there as a cheapie earlier in the year. But he's injured, so he'll be no chance of coming in as a last-minute uh, adjustment to your team there. Guys, we've come to the end of the show. Another big one, but that's what we expect this time of year, so much to go through. Um, Ryan, Ryan, thanks so much. And no game day, no game review uh, podcast this week, so we'll just see you next week. Yeah, no worries at all. Andrew, thank you very much for tonight, and we'll talk to you again next week. Good luck to your boys uh, there on Sunday. Thanks, mate. And uh, the Blues plus 13. Pete, uh, thank you so much. you got a prediction for the um, New South Wales-Queensland uh, decider? Yeah, I think there's going to be a few tears north of the border. I'm going to pick New South Wales by 10. Wow. Well, you guys have got more confidence than me. I still think uh, it's going to be tough for us to uh, do it up there, but oh, I'll be close. But uh, heart, heart says the Blues, but the head still says Queensland, I'm afraid. As I said, no review show this Sunday, but we will be back next week for Roundtable Podcast. We'll wa- wrap up Origin a little bit, but we'll mainly talk Supercoach, or at least from a Supercoach perspective, and all the other information for Round 18 and beyond as we head towards the Supercoach finals. Of course, you can find all the information uh, on our website, www.supercoachpros.com. The um, game recaps are up there. The previews for for this round are up there. Upgrades, downgrades, Ryan MS ones to watch. Pete's going to have his profits up there. Short weeks, so it's not so easy footy tap-wise, but all that information is, is on there. And, of course, make sure you follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros for all that last-minute information, the late mail, and um, making sure we're that one-stop shop getting you all that information uh, there on the Twitter feed at SuperCoachPros. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again next week. Bye now.